Hello and welcome to Drop the Ball. Oh my lord. We're back again. I'm sorry. We are sorry for our uh, for our bad upload schedule. That's on Matt. And why we didn't have an episode last week. It's also on Matt. Uh, and so Matt will take the blame for that. Jackson is a good cookie. A good cookie? Yep. No way you just called me a good cookie. <laughs> Live on air, yeah, I did. Not yeah. live. Well, not live. It's pre-recorded. I guess I could take it out, but I don't want to take it out, Jackson. Do you want me to take it out? I don't. Wait a minute. I don't like this. Wait. A, I'm so sorry. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Wait like a minute. This. Okay. Yeah, this is a sports show. Uh, drop the ball. Um. Yeah, we're going to Arrowhead Chop Talk for two seconds because there's really nothing to talk about, and then, uh, just yes, the games are happening for the Royals. They are. Uh, they're fucking unwatchable, and so. The little t- tiny moments that we think are watchable, we're going to comment on. Because isn't that Jackson's favorite thing to do is watch terrible baseball? I'd, I watched both the Royals and the Cardinals tonight. So, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Hey, the Royals won. Royals won. Cardinals, I don't know if they pulled Stupid it off the win or not. Guardians. They're making a run. Uh, Cardinals are not good. Anyway, uh, but let's get into the Arrowhead Chop Talk. Uh, or rather, there is one thing that I need to bring up. Uh, real quick, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think it would be really, really funny. No one steal my idea. I'm in a production of, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but outside of uh, podcast extraordinaire, also the people that are listening to this know this, uh, I'm a theater-ish person. I, I am. And I'm in, describe a, it? Yeah, I'm in a production, I'm in a musical of Godspell right now. It's a, yeah, uh, fill in the blank but i th- thought about this the other day okay hear me out hear me out jackson you know how there's old people that just don't understand anything like they watch a movie or like your parents watch a movie with you and they're like i didn't get it and you're like what do you mean like what but yeah like this all happened but like i don't get it does that ever happen to you well they'll be listening to this so oh you don't want to out them I I don't know. Like I watch a lot of movies with my dad, so I get, oh yeah, never mind. But anytime we watch a movie that doesn't have Nazis Mr. Or Wilkes war in it for my mom, she definitely has Mr. Wilkes understands cinema culture. Mr. Wilkes so. is a cinephile. Yeah. Mrs. Wilkes only likes it if there's Nazis or war involved. So Only likes it if yeah, it's Yeah, like she likes to watch Nazis get killed. Hey. Big into war films. So like Hey man, she's not the only one that likes to take a random guess what her favorite like film bro movie would be. Film bro movie Saving Private Ryan, uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, yeah that's a good one. Just, it's all about killing Nazis. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, man, that's a cr- that's a good movie. More anyway. she knows what she likes. She anyway, knows what she likes, but she does not. She does not like. She watch. You know what Flash Gordon is? Flash. Ah. Digger of the universe. Yeah. That, don't that go. movie. Don't. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, it's god awful. I just know the but, but Queen soundtrack. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. So it's god awful. But me and my dad watched it. It's I mean it's a cult classic, right? Yeah. Um, me and my dad watched it once in the middle of the afternoon one time when I was still living at home, and my mom was sitting there and li- listened to us fucking cackle at it, and she just came and was like, "I don't get it." Cool. Don't understand it. So you do get this. Yeah. Well, think about this for just a second. Think about this for just a second. What if people that are Christians went to this production of Godspell that I'm in. Basically tells the story of Jesus and the and uh and the uh God. What is the word? I can't think of the word. Crucif the the crucifixion. 
of uh, of Jesus Christ. Anyway, but imagine imagine like like Christians going into this religious musical and just being like, "Yeah, I didn't get it." Do you think that's funny or do you think that's not? I just think that's like a funny that would be like, like a funny Christians character. Come in and just like, oh. like Christians come in they're like, "Yeah, I just didn't really get the story." It's like you're like a Christian, like you know About the Jesus story and the Jesus. I no, I never heard of that before. <laughs> I'd never, I I never put that me. together. Yeah. Oh, that's what that was supposed was to be. Is that a metaphor or? Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was just something completely else. <laughs> like, can you imagine watching Jesus being crucified on the cross, and then, uh, people being like, "Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get it." Oh. Um, do I gotta like come out and spell it for you? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Okay, cool. That didn't work. Uh, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> my God. Okay, let's get into this Arrowhead Shop talk. Yeah, let's just roll, man. And then uh, the coffin corner, America's favorite driver, drop the ball. That's how it works. drunk. I drunk drove here. Yeah, I know. To record this, I know you are a alcoholics. Don't run in your family. They drive. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. So uh not your family, just you. Um, just me specifically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Arrowhead Shop Talk, Chris Jones needs a new contract and he's gonna stay out until he gets a new contract. Fifty dollars fifty thousand dollar fines every single day he doesn't go to practice. Imagine just being like yeah. fuck fifty thousand dollars. So I could live off that without working <laughs> a year. That's <laughs> exactly. how cheap I am, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Your cheap date. I'm no, good. dead ass. Like, I could live off that for a year and have extra left over, probably. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people could. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, and one day he's just like, man, nah. As a single I could splurge on that and live off that for a year. Yeah, for sure. Like, if it was untaxed, just that, that amount of money, just straight up. Which, by the way, I thought about this scenario, and if we get into the dog days of August and we get in the, uh, and we are getting into the, the first preseason game, a pro- middle of August... His fines are going to be like three hundred thousand dollars. I feel like he'll play the season. Oh, I think I'd he'll play the season. I'd be surprised if he just sits out the whole season, especially since he's since he's contracted. Yeah, like like, like I I bet you if we get to preseason, there's still nothing. He'll yeah. still play. It's not like it's a tag. It's a franchise tag, and he's yeah. like, no, I don't want to. He's just trying to make a statement, which yeah. is fine. And yeah. I and here's the thing is that, and this is something that I was I heard on the radio, so this is a little bit stolen, but I don't care. But it's something to bring up, which is. Uh, Chris Jones has every reason to stand up for himself and be like, yeah, he is at the chief. He is at the chiefs are at his will right now. Right. 100%. I mean, it's, it's go, it does. It, I mean, it, it's, it seems a bit like a, uh, an oversight, not to mention that he did something along these lines last time. Yeah. That he needed a new contract. And at that point he wasn't even remotely as good as he was now as he is now. Yeah. What was it? Twenty. It was right after the Super Bowl. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. He did the same thing. I th- he I was a free agent though. You, yeah, right. But still, it's same concept, right? He's holding out. He's not coming to OTAs. Yeah. Because he wants a good contract. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah, it's a little different. He's still under contract now. And he was a free agent then, but. Yeah. You know, it was the same kind of thing of him holding out for the money he thinks he deserves, and I think the Chiefs might give it to him. Yeah. But I mean, he's talking thirty million a year, and that's the thing. I, that's if like, we have cap space for that, then great, I'll give it to him. That's yeah, like honestly, like I don't care. Like if he he's he he's he's earned that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think but after one of the best seasons of his entire career, if the not the best season, you of his could entire say career. the same for for what Tyreek Hill was asking from us when we let him walk. Yeah, right? you're right. He had earned all that money. He had earned 120 million, a million four years d- deal. You know, yeah, like that was that wasn't out of pocket for him to ask. Yeah, exactly. But and somebody was willing to pay. The give Chiefs it to him. looked yeah. at that and said, "We can create that in the aggregate money ball reference." Yep. You know, like they were like, you know what? Like he's great, but we can pay four dudes. To get us that many yards per game. Since we have the best quarterback to ever live. Exactly. um, I think it's a little bit different than Tyreek Hill, and I think you know that. Right, right, right. Because it is the defensive side of the ball. It's a bit of apples to oranges. But it is a comparable thing as the Chiefs are not going to just pay it just to pay it. Right. yeah. I, no, I don't think that Chris Jones gets traded. No, he might get no, no. traded in the offseason. He'll play. He'll play this year. Yeah, but um, we'll just we'll have to see. I, I I also think it's very possible that he's willing to do what Mahomes and Kelsey do. You know, like get know. paid a lot of money and make some of it incentive based. You know, well, make it incentive based. Yeah, yeah. I I could see that. I I don't know about taking taking like a pay cut. You want to take a pay? Well, here's the thing. Mahomes didn't take a fucking pay cut. Like, yeah. let's be real here. Like he are there are there dudes getting though. are there dudes getting paid more than him per year now? Sure, but is that because he took a pay cut? No, he's still getting five hundred million dollars. Yeah, he's getting half a billion dollars. He didn't take a pay cut. They're just overpaying everybody else now. Yeah, I we talked about this before. There's no way you can realistically pay Mahomes what he's worth. Yeah, but um, I think one thing. Specifically about the Chris Jones thing, you got to look at the Quinn and Williams contract that yeah. the Jets just gave him, which was like eighty-four million for three years or something. Yeah. Which he is better than Quinn and Williams, so he is probably going to want more money than that. And like realistically, who freaking knows? Uh, uh, realistically, who freaking knows? Yeah, what's going to happen? I think so. if we have room for 30 mil or we can make room for 30 mil a year, great. Give it to him. Um, the big difference in, in my comparison to Tyree, the Tyreek Hill situation is that he was an offensive player and we saw Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes on the offensive side. We don't have another Chris Jones type guy on the defensive side. Not yet, anyways. Yeah. You don't we, have have some, we have some yeah. guys that could end up that way. You know, like we have some secondary guys that could step up and just be gnarly as hell. I genuinely believe that at least one of the three draft picks on the edge in the, in the last three years could step up and be really yeah. solid. Yeah, for sure. And we have some interior guys that have flashed. We don't have another interior guy that's that yeah. has any potential in my eyes to be Chris Jones, mm-hmm. but if one of the edge rushers really steps up and becomes a, an absolute unit, then yeah. the interior, you know, like we haven't had a unit of an exterior since yeah. we have Chris Jones. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. we, can, we can mix and match. I mean – We've also seen Patrick Mahomes play with subpar defenses and win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, not that I want to see that again, but I don't know. I'm not freaking out. It's not the end of the world. Like I said, yeah, we have at least one more year with him. So exactly, and he's twenty. He's twenty eight years old. He's in 29, his prime, man. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Uh, he's in his twenty nine season. And he's in his prime. That's the thing. If if he wants anything more than a four year contract, I'd say no. You think so? Yeah. If he wants us to pay him thirty million a year for his age thirty three season as an interior li- defensive lineman, yeah. like come on, what are we talking about here? I I think that I'll give him through thirty. I'll give him through thirty thir- yeah. through thirty three. Yeah, here's here's I'm not the paying him past that. This is the last thing I'll say about Chris Jones, which is, I think, like we were saying, he is 
uh, the Chiefs are at his will right now. Oh, yeah. And it's seriously, I think, because they've basically modeled the defense around him. No, like, here's a, I, because they're like, yeah. we're going to be cheap, yeah. cheap, high high draft picks on the edges because we know Chris Jones is going to be on the inside wreaking havoc. And if they, like, good talent, like, good, like, above average talent on the edges and could make them, like, Chris Jones could make them way better yeah. you, than they actually yeah. are. And I think that's definitely, an, like, a possibility. I think it's a possibility. Uh, yeah. So, I think, yeah. I, uh, like, it, the ch- the Chiefs are unfortunately at his will. Yeah. And if he wants $30 million, I I think he'll get, like, 26 to 27 Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, I want to keep him. I think he's a great he's great for the culture. He's great for the defense. He's a good, solid, up-the-middle guy. Um you know, he had the last time this whole contract thing came up, he had some faults and he seems to have fixed those faults. He used to be not great at the run game at all, and he's really stepped that up for sure recently. Yeah. Hmm. Um, at the same time, though, like without bashing on the guy too much, he's played two Hall of Fame seasons now. Yeah. Which is not enough to put you in the Hall of Fame. Two seasons, that is. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm willing to pay him pretty damn near or at the base level of what a Hall of Famer should be paid. Yeah. But I'm not going to go breaking records. I think it's the same thing. It's the same thing that Tyreek with Tyreek Hill, you know? I'm not going to go breaking records to sign a dude that we might be able to recreate. The only issue is that if he decides not to play this year, we're screwed this year. Yeah. But you're right. If we can get, if we can make sure that he plays this year some way, even without a contract, then we have time to rebuild that in the free agent. Yeah. See, in the three agent pool and the draft next year. Yeah. I don't know what the draft looks like next year, but there's got to be at least one interior guy that's in the top. That's in the first round. It's worth it. You know. Yeah. I I can't think of anybody. There almost anybody always is at least three or four offense or interior linemen. This guys. year was a little different. They actually, Mozzie Smith was the only one that went. This the year first was a little round, different. But, but I mean, like even then, there was dudes. Or Kalijah Kansi. I'm an idiot. Yeah. There was dudes that could play up the middle still. Yeah, Maybe sure. not linemen, but linebackers still. So I. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Um, and then just an update on that Quinn and Williams contract. I said I said wrong numbers. It was four years, ninety six, which is twenty four million a year. Yeah. Um, I think I think th- twenty six, twenty seven a year. I think yeah. we'll get it done. If you can, dude. If if he bites on twenty seven, absolutely do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Because for three mil a year, you could go get a backup wide receiver for that. You the, could the, get a third yeah. string wide receiver the, for that. Yeah. The only the only issue at hand would be that Legarius Sneed's bill is coming up due as well. And he's the one, and we've already talked about this. We'll, we'll save that for another time. But, yeah. but LJ might. Uh, he's not on pace to get paid what Chris Jones. He's he's on pace to get paid what Chris Jones got his first contract. Yeah, like eighty million dollars. Chris Jones got eighty million dollars. He got. I'm pretty sure he got eighty million. Yeah. I, Is he? Or for how long? For four years. So twenty a year. Hmm. I I'd Let start him at I I'd, I'd float him fifteen a year and see if he'd bite on it, and go from there. But yeah, I four, he's four years eighty million is what is what the Chiefs gave. But I don't know if Lejarius Cena has played twenty million a year. Great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this is the last thing about the Chiefs. Then we'll we'll be done. Which is uh, Kadarius Tony. Everybody's been really weird about this injury that he's had. It's all been conflicting reports. Travis Kelsey's been saying that he's like, man, it's gonna suck to have him gone, but we'll have him back soon. Which makes it 
believe that it might be more serious than what the media is trying to just say and what the team is trying is saying it might be more serious yeah. than what the team is putting out there um but this is the only question i'll, po- I'll pose them we'll go to the royals what but uh how important is Kadarius tony to this team's success i wouldn't say he's inherently important um i think that there's some other dudes that we either drafted or had on the practice squad last year that could step up and fill a role. I mm-hmm. Justin Ross, we haven't had heard anything negative about him health-wise, yeah, and he's sure. been taking a lot of reps and practices. Um, I think that uh, I think that Re- how do you pronounce it again? Uh, Rashi. Yeah, Rashi Rice. I think could absolutely fill that role. He's not as fast, but he's pretty lanky and he's a great contestant. It's athletic. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, he's similar to physical is what I meant. He's, to say, he's sim he's similar to Kadarius that if you throw it up, he can stop on a dime and jump up to get it. Mm. He's not gonna ha- be as good at shaking off defenders, but you also have Sky Moore, who's great after catch. That was his whole yeah. draft profile. And Richie James from the Giants is now in the I Chiefs think as well. It's one of those so. things where I think Kadarius Tony is the whole package. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why everybody th- seems to think that he has a solid shot at taking over the wide receiver one this season if he can stay healthy. Yeah, but. Um, what has he never been able to do? The full package means that yeah. we also have four or five dudes that can each do the one thing that can that make the full package. You know. Yeah. So I mean, like, it changes the game plan. I'm not freaking out if he's off and on this year again. Like I said, it's a it's a Sammy Watkins type situation. If we can get him for the playoffs every yeah. year, and for two thirds of the season, the regular season, great. That's all we need I, from him. I kind frankly. of, I kind of agree with you. Um, I kind of agree with you. But yeah, yeah so I mean, like every th- the most realistic ac- account that I heard was that he had surgery in the off season. Yay. Um, and he just reaggravated it a little bit. Like he just wasn't, maybe wasn't fully recovered. Uh huh. Like that's pretty r- realistic. Just like he was trying to come back a little too early, or or didn't do the full stretches, and it's not necessarily a like he's re-injured. He just is still recovering. Um, and they maybe thought that the timetable was a little bit sooner than it is. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what the thing is. Uh, everyone seems to think that he's for sure back by the beginning of the season. Yep. And he's a guy that I'm not too concerned about getting the OTAs and the preseason games in. Um, as of right now, I'd venture to guess that he'll be back by at least one of the preseason games. Um, it's not anything to worry too much about. He just maybe wasn't as ready to a return as we thought he was. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, we can move on to, uh, I was about to say America's favorite segment. No, it is Kaufman Corner. That is definitely not America's favorite segment. God for no. It's not even, it's not even our favorite segment. Uh, right the Royals now. are five games away from being 50 games under 500. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they won one against the, the Guardians. Yarbrough might be a good pitcher. Uh, trade him away. <laughs> yeah, he's on a one-year deal, which sucks. You know, ass, you know when you, you know when you like when you're in Madden or MLB. I know you don't play games, but you know how you do this, and then you sign all the good players in free agency, and then you like trade them away. Yeah. And get it, reap all their rewards. Yeah. That's what the Royals need to oh, do. Oh, you mean like what a GM's supposed to do when you're a small market? Not I mean, like what you do in Madden or what like what you do in real life when you're a small market GM. Okay. Well. <laughs> Specifically, anybody that has value on this team for the Royals, except for Michael Garcia and Bobby Witt Jr., pretty much I'm like, anybody can have them. Let them go. I think what frustrates me is even right when the signings happened, 
it was pretty blatantly obvious that Jordan Lyles should have gotten Yarbrough's contract and Yarbrough shouldn't got should have gotten Jordan Lyles' contract. Um, I don't know about uh, Jordan Lyles' contract is fucking ridiculous. Brandon Drury got the same exact contract as as Jordan Lyles. That's no, but that's what I'm, uh, Brandon Drury's a though, ten times we better sign, player than him. If we we're gonna sign both of them for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, and we we're gonna give that money away. We're up for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. Like, how do you look at a dude who's coming from the Rays? And put up pretty similar stats to Jordan Lyles just without the innings soaker thing BS. <laughs> yeah. And go, oh, yeah, let's take this guy from the Orioles. Well-known pitching developers. That hey man, you better knock on some wood right now. They're about they might try to fuck some shit up with, with Dude, pitchers. all of their good pitchers they've acquired via trade. I know. Like it's not like it's not even a bash on them. They're great this season. But Jordan Lyles jumped around everywhere. everywhere no, I know, I know, I know. But like, uh, it's just it's frustrating it's because extremely like extremely frustrating. You look at a dude who's coming from the Rays. Like, look at almost any pitcher that's come out of the Rays, dude. Like, and who knows what he what he would have been doing if he didn't get hit with a shot in the face, man. Yeah, like I, I like don't know. seriously. I mean, he wasn't he didn't start off that well, but they also started him out of the pen. So he had he needed a couple like, of starts. Yeah. He needed a couple. He had like two like not great starts, and he was pitching really well in that third start where he got hit in the face. I believe it was his third start. Yeah. And then ever since he got came back, he's pitched three games. He's got like a two point five ERA, two point six ERA. Trade him away. He's on a one year deal. I absolutely trade him away. Um. I, 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 I. Speaking of trading. Yeah. Um. You mentioned one of me, and I'll let you talk about that in a second, but I have my own, and this is pretty big news. What so did you you've probably seen stuff about it. Um, what did you just say to me? What was the sentence you, you said? You mentioned me? something to me about a trade Oh, idea. yes. Yeah. I'll let you get to that in a second. I have my own. No, yeah, you're good. You you've it. definitely you seen it. it. People have talked about it. Um, the Reds are listening on Jonathan India. I, yeah. Um, and I saw about that. They want a starting pitcher. I would assume that they, uh, Jonathan India has got at least probably two year, two more years of club control if i had to guess uh 2021 rookie of the year he's got about three yeah, yeah. so i mean like they're gonna they're not gonna want yarborough and if they do they'd want something else Maybe. with them because they probably want multiple years of starting pitching out of it you know yeah yeah for sure um i wouldn't i wouldn't balk at the idea of brady singer for jonathan india straight up oh are you kidding me Ooh. they they'd say yes to that i i don't know if i'd commit to it but i wouldn't balk at it no I would if that if that's what they it were going to take some serious thought for me. I would say Jonathan. I mean, you you have you've been paying attention to the Reds, yeah. You yeah. know how many infielders they have. Yeah, I'd take another one from them, or I'd take it, or I'd take Jonathan an, India. You love Jonathan India. I love Jonathan. If India. Brady Singer was was the was the trade piece, and if they were to trade Brady Singer, which I think would be asinine because he's the only pitcher that has really looked decently okay. Mm. But I do agree with you. I think if he was put in a different situation, then, I mean, he, he had a quote this past weekend. He was like, loved the energy at Yankee Stadium. I was like, oh, great. Perfect. Can't wait to be a farm team for the New York Yankees again. Yeah. Like, no, so here's, here's the thing. I, 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 but uh, last thing about this, yeah. which I think, I think if you were to trade Brady Singer, Jonathan India for sure, and I do agree with you, and I saw that Royals Farm posted this as well, and that it was like, he is like a pretty average player, and honestly, the Royals don't have a lot of those. Like, a, here's the thing, yeah, here's yeah. The thing, here's the thing. He's a second baseman. Yeah. How many teams are fielding above average second baseman? Not a lot. Like four, off yeah. the top of my head. 
Yeah, and if you can Astros Rays. Yeah. I just think they they one. trade him. Uh, I don't I don't know. You're right though because like they're not going to trade him to a contender because like a contender like especially not in the National League. Yeah. So I But like well not to mention not to mention like how I guess average, that, that kind of shit doesn't really matter anymore though because like everybody plays everybody. How so above average do you need him to be? If you've got Bobby Witt Jr. right next to him, and Bobby and, and Michael Garcia, Michael Garcia, if he hits his ceiling mm-hmm. at third base, like you're right. Not to mention Jonathan India probably has a little more power than Michael Garcia, so you can make up for the fact that Michael Garcia is never going to hit as many home runs as a third baseman should. I think I think he'll he'll have a lot more power than we think, but yeah, he, yeah, but a third baseman a third baseman should. Heavy quotes. 30, 30 home runs. Be able to hit 30 home runs. Michael Garcia is never going to hit more than 15. Okay. He won't hit more than 15. Okay. Uh, but Jonathan India can hit yeah. 15 to 20 on at, and second and in the second base spot, which is a solid 5 to 10 more than the second. a lot of yeah. second bases are going to hit. And he's an above-average defender, and he's, he's like average to above-average, which, yeah. like you said, like – it's worth kicking the tires on. He's like, also he also has a great swing for doubles. And you put him in a park like Kaufman for half his games, he's gonna find a lot of doubles there. Yeah. He hits a lot of line drives and I like that. Yeah. I, I think I think if you trade Singer though, I think Re- you get more, India and another piece. More realistically like, more realistically a, p- a, a, a trade for a trade would if he wasn't injured, but would be Boobich. I think if you wanted a one for one and he wasn't injured, yeah. I'd throw Bubich out there, and I think I'd, they'd take it. I'd maybe even put if if they wanted Alec Marsh. I don't know. I'd even I'd even offer him. Listen, you've also got Cox and Marsh who have shown some decent. Talk about and like Alec Marsh for for just a, for just a second. I did mention that he is somebody that could pot- potentially trade. That's only because he's twenty six years old, right? Like I think, like he literally had eleven strikeouts the other night. Yeah, he was not bad. Well, and that's the thing is, the Royals are an interesting pre- predicament here because they know they're gonna have to spend on pitching anyways, right? Yeah. But they do have like four young-ish pitchers that have showed some amount of promise this season. Maybe not a bunch, but between Bubich, Singer, Marsh, Cox, maybe even Lynch. I mean, you've got four dudes that realistically are four or five starters. Four or five guys right now. Yeah. With a ceiling of two, three. You know, none of them are aces. But, I mean,. The Reds don't need Jonathan India, and the teams know that. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm saying like they got they got a bunch of shit on the way too. So yeah. I take India and another piece for Brady Singer, and that would be huge for the Reds if the Reds got Brady Singer. Yeah, or oh, dude. Yeah, he'd be a three. He, he'd be next to uh, Andrew Abbott and uh, Hunter Green. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a gnarly yeah. one, two, three, I, man. I, I don't want to get rid of Brady Singer. I just, I, don't I just, I, yeah. I, that is a trade that you'd seriously have to consider mm-hmm. if you're the Royals, because it's not just that John, it's not that Jonathan India himself ups your team that much. Yeah. It's that he's got three years of control. That's a dude who realistically could be pretty affordable to extend. So like he's a long, he could be a long term piece for you, not just a contention window piece. If the if the Royals were to get better while he's there, yeah, I could yeah. potentially see that happening. And especially because he played in Cincinnati, like it's not it's not like he's coming from like a big market, you know, like yeah, no, I got you. Um, and with the combination of the two guys he'd be joining in the infield, three even, I guess if you want to include first base, but I'm talking Prado about you know, slash Vinny, similar yeah. players, right? Yeah. With the infield, fine, fuck it. With the f- three players, he'd be joining in the infield. 
Yeah. I mean, you've got a first baseman guaranteed to get on, have an OPS of 750. Even if both of them hit like shit for average, they're going to walk a lot, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And you have I don't know, a Pratt, shortstop. Pratt who's, been looking you have a shortstop shady. whose floor is also probably seven fifty, with twenty five bombs. You have a third baseman whose floor is pretty damn close to seven fifty. Yeah. With 10, 10, 15 bombs and he's really gonna hit solid for average. Contact skills. Yeah. Really solid contact skills. Jonathan India, again, only has to be average, and if all three of those other dudes hit their floors. You've got the best defensive infield in the major leagues. And probably a top 10 offensive infield in the major leagues. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know about top 10 offensive. If if they hit ceilings, sure. Without ceilings. Dude, without ceilings. Between the four of them, you could have an a, a, a batting hey, average. Vinny. Of, Vinny is who you're talking about. Yeah, if we, let's say Vinny. Okay. Between the four of them, you have a... a, 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 a Average batting average of an infield batting average of. I mean, honestly, India might be the worst one out of. Out of those four guys, you have an infield batting average of 280, 275. Mm, 260. 265. 265. 260. 265. Of an, an Who's driving? What's, I don't know what India's hitting this season. I think India's going to bat 250. I think, and Bob, Bob, until he figures it out, which Bob has continuously gotten better. So right. I'm not, I'm not about to be like year three. He's right, going right, to be right. dog shit. That's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. I just think that he is not hit for, he's not hit for, for, uh, for singles yet in the major leagues, like consistently. So I think that, um, hit for contact is the better way to say that. Uh, but he, Bob has not consistently hit for contact. Right. Through his first three years, play, I think it's definitely possible. Let's let's say screw this, screw the floors, but make it exciting, right? Ceilings. You've got an infield that can average that could probably average two eighty. Sure. You've got an infield that could average twenty bombs apiece. In the aggregate. Yeah. We're doing averages here. Yeah. It's not going to spread out that evenly, but you've got Vinny who can hit thirty-five to forty yeah. if he really turns it on some. You got yeah. Bobby who can hit thirty, thirty-five. You got Jonathan India who can probably hit twenty. Top yeah. and you got Mike Elgin at fifteen top. Yeah, you're about so you've got you've got a two eighty average, two seventy five average. You've got eighty home runs, which probably drops you around an average OPS of eight hundred. Say a safe seven seventy five. Yeah, from your infield, dude. Not a lot of teams are doing that. I, I, hey man, if the way that that Vinny hits, the way that Vinny hits, if he hits, if he hits thirty five bombs, he's his OPS might be a thousand. Well, because if he hit, well, you're saying the way he hits, if he hits bombs, he's gonna hit for average too. It, if well, he's hitting, he's what hitting. I mean, he's hitting, he's hitting. He's Simple like Freddie Freeman, yeah, yeah. I, um, but I, I mean, like, I don't want to get too excited about it because we're not gonna. This trade's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, let's be realistic. They're not gonna trade for Jonathan India. But if they um, do, you came up with a trade. I wanted to come up with one. That one kind of surfaced. The last day, day yeah. and a half. So I just wanted to bring it up because I personally think, as much as we need outfield, if we were gonna trade for an infield piece, it'd be a second baseman who can hit consistently at two sixty to two seventy, and 
give us 15, 20 bombs. And then you could trade Michael Massey to New York, and then he can be a Hall of Famer. So Yeah, because apparently when he's in New York, he just... Oh, my God. Michael Massey's built apparently for, New, for Yankee like Stadium. Ne- he's the second coming of Robinson Cano. Are you kidding me? But you know... But come on. He is built for Yankee Stadium. Oh, yeah. He'd hit, he'd hit 40 bombs at, well, at yeah, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, because he can just hit line shots. He's, I mean, he doesn't have launch crazy launch angle, but when he can hit it, he can hit it. But his whole thing is fly balls and like and deep and deep drives. And dude, fly balls like shit goes three hundred feet at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. You know that, and yeah. it goes out. That I hate. I hate watching games in that pillbox. I hate it. But still, if I'm the Yankees, man, <laughs> aren't you the one that's been saying with the new new Kaufman bring in the outfield, bring in the left? Field yeah, and I the think right that field. that's a good idea. I just hate the pillbox. Yeah, that's you hate baseball over there. and fun baseball and you know singles. Do you like Yankee Stadium? Singles and doubles? No. Oh, okay. I'm saying why bring in right field? You know what the most exciting play in baseball is for me? A triple. Yes, a fucking triple. God forbid you get Salvi hitting one. <laughs> you know how fun that is, dude. Or like when uh, Jose or Benji Molina in the playoffs. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. It's like I mean, like like. You know how fun it is to watch Bobby run, dude? Yeah. And he's fast. Imagine a fat dude doing it. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> like, prime Prince Fielder, run, round oh, second. God. Hard. You know? Jeez. What a... Home runs are fun. God. I was I was looking at shit about... Sorry, this is a little quick aside. I was looking at shit at Prince Fielder the other day. One of my favorite players of all time. But also, one of the biggest what-ifs ever. Like, if he didn't fuck shit up with his neck, he'd be one of the best players to ever oh, play the game. Oh, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Like... He'd probably be top five first baseman of all time. Like him, him in Milwaukee, yeah. was fucking yeah. ridiculous. Was disgusting as fuck, yeah. And then he, him, and then him in Detroit with Miguel Cabrera and Victor Martinez and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, no, he was awesome. No, yeah, God I, damn, I, he was awesome. Like, I, Holy shit. Anyway, sorry. I yeah, I, I I don't love the idea of, of bringing in the fence. I I love home. I love a good home run. Yeah, I get, trust but, me, I do. Yeah. I do, but. We watched Bull Durham together, and I, do, I know you don't remember anything about that movie. But remember, he says strikeouts are fascist. Yes, I do remember that. Home runs are fascist as fuck too, man. <sighs> Let the fielders play the ball, man. Yeah. Let them get their glove on it, even if it's a hit. Yeah. That's not fun baseball. Oh, there goes that one. Let's watch him fucking trot around the bases for a minute. Yeah. Oh. Home runs are only fun if they're walk-offs, and as simple as that. Oh, I disagree with you. Only fun if they're walk-offs or they're hit 480 feet plus. Okay. Cool. We'll stand by that. You heard me here. get f- amped up for some fly ball that scrapes the fucking wall? <laughs> That's why I'm glad we don't have Andrew Benintendi on the team anymore. You heard it here first, folks. Fuck home runs. It's way more fun to get four singles. You can watch four guys get a hit then. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Keep the line moving. Okay. Uh, this is the last thing I... Uh, we or not last thing. We were talking about. We've been talking about trades for Scott Barlow for forever. And so here, here I sent uh, I sent Jackson this last night, which was there's this guy for Houston, which you know Houston's in the playoffs race. They're always good. Um, they always have outfielders, and they also have um. Uh, they have always they have four outfielders in their top five. Four of their top five prospects are outfielders. And we need outfielders. Folks. And we ha- we need outfielders, but. The guy that I'm talking about, his name is Joey Luperfito. Sounds like a fucking royal already. Dude, him and him and Pasquantino would get along Dude. swimmingly. Yeah, exactly. And so th- that's what I mean. This th- and 
the reason why I brought this up was, um, although Houston is not necessarily like a perfect destination for Scott Barlow, I don't necessarily think it is. But he, I could see Houston being like, "Shit, let's get another arm." Whoever trades for him is a, is trading for him as a band aid. So perfect location doesn't really even matter. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think teams are even imagine like, imagine Scott Barlow coming out for the Astros in the eighth. Like, are you fucking well, kidding I mean, me? Did you just see what that dude from the Rockies got? That that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is that that dude from the Rockies got the tenth prospect from the from the Braves and the nineteenth prospect from the Braves? And that dude is worse than Barlow. He was, and he's got a worse ERA. And now worse Barlow ERA, less innings pitched, more strikeouts, I guess. Worse WHIP. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And so because of that, I think the Royals could probably get a couple. Get a couple pieces from the Astros. Probably get at least two top twenty fives. Oh yeah, for sure. I think they could get two top twenty fives. But this this Joey Luperfito or Loperfito, uh, he's twenty four. He's an outfielder, and like he's close. Like he's in Double A right now, and all he's doing is uh, is walking forty times to sixty seven strikeouts, sixteen bombs, fifteen uh, fifteen doubles. And he's got an OPS of 935. That's casual. Light work. How old is he? No big deal. He's 24. So he's, I mean, he's got probably got another, another, he could, he could be rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think that's uh, how shitty the Royals are. <laughs> yeah. And well, and they need out, they need outfielders. Right. It just gives us another just guy. Bad. Yeah. And here's the thing that a lot of people and me myself am victim of this, of me being like, well, we have Gavin Cross, you know? But he's hit like shit this year. I I know, but like you, we have other pieces in place. Yeah, we do. But like, what the fuck? Like well, the this team is the worst. Is that it's a gamble, dude. Yeah. We talked about how much of a gamble the minor leagues are and how yeah. much of a gamble the draft is. Like you can't, you genu- you literally cannot hit unless you put money out there. That's like like you're not gonna win. You know, how lucky you have to be to gamble and win, placing only one bet. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right, and that's why I think it's a good idea for the Royals to just take a lot of flyers on a bunch of dudes, like getting almost nothing for if Ryan you can, Yarborough, you can, or you should getting almost nothing get, for Brad Keller. Or I'm fine like packaging him with someone, but you should go out and see what the best one-for-one one trade you can do is with Scott Barlow for an outfielder. I hate to say it because I like the dude. See what you can get if you package Nick Lofton with somebody. Yeah, that's... Th- a lot of people have same, been saying same Nick, concept with like Michael Massey. Everybody's been saying one of those two Nick dudes Lofton. is not going to be on this team. Yeah, Every, a lot of people have again. been saying Nick Lofton. He's a really safe bet. I mean, I'm a I'm a big supporter of of Nick Lofton, but you know he's he's a safe bet. And infielders in the Royals system, they just have more infielders than I thought, outfielders. I thought Nick Lofton and pitching. was the the next third baseman when he got drafted. Like yeah, man. as he got drafted, I didn't know who Michael Garcia was at that point. Yeah. But like when he was drafted, I looked at his profile and it said that he was a really flexible defender. And I said, "That's your third baseman." They drafted Bobby for shortstop. They drafted him right after him for third base. Yeah. Um. More in this in this Scott Barlow to Houston trade. I'm looking at this this uh, this specific guy, and this guy's name is Jaime or Jamie. Jaime or Jamie uh, Melendez. He doesn't have great numbers, but uh, he strikes out a lot of people. And, uh, but him, he's the 13th prospect for the Astros and the fifth and the 16th prospect for the Astros. I think that for Scott Barlow is possible. Um, if you can get two guys for Scott Barlow and they're both top 20. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that 
that is and he's 21 i mean this guy hasn't this high mayor jamie melendez uh i think it it's an interesting little thing to go with he doesn't he hasn't had the great the greatest year this year and he hasn't pitched a lot actually uh yep he's been shut down since april so maybe he's not an option but misael Tam tamarez i mean hell like i think an arm from the astros and an outfielder from the astros cool sweet they got a good they got a good system and then who knows you know our pitching development in the lower and the lower systems has been pretty good you know so maybe we can develop an arm and maybe we can take a broken arm and do something with it that's how you win trades that's how that's what the raves have, rays have been doing and why they have harold ramirez and eyes and isaac paredes fucking fucking shit up after not doing anything in the al central like you know you got to win trades you got to develop people you have to do this uh, do the Royals have all the great people in place? Maybe not. Uh, maybe they do though. Maybe they have some options available. Um, but you at least have to take a gamble on a few people like you were saying and right. see what happens because who knows what can happen. And speaking of who knows what can happen. And if you're okay with me moving on to this and people trade and, uh, trading away different people, uh, the people that, Oh God, that was a tough transition. I'm going to restart that, which is uh, speaking of trading and the people pieces we can get back in return. Aroldis Chapman been great for the Rangers. <laughs> God, he's been great for the Rangers. He was great for us. Yeah. He was great for the Royals. Uh, but the two pieces that the Royals got back in return, Ronnie Cabrera and uh, Cole Reagans first, I don't know if you've seen the Ronnie, Cabr what Ronnie Cabrera has done in the DSL for the Royals. But uh, he's just gotten better, so that's he cool. He was doing that for them too. Yeah, so. uh, it's the freaking below a ball. So, right, freak. Let's not freak he's out. He's playing a bunch of other sixteen-year-olds, but, but he's seventeen years old. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cole Reagans was the big one that I wanted to talk about because I went back and I watched his full start uh, against the Rays against a really good lineup, uh, really solid lineup, best base, best team in baseball. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, well, not anymore. Not anymore. You're right. You're right. Uh, Orioles, I think, took that away. Time. But yes, Tampa Bay, great, but still great lineup. And Cole Reagan's, he looked really good, only, man. Dude, only thing I really have to complain about is maybe like two more walks than I would have liked. But yeah, like he was he was messing with. Um, uh, he really liked. I don't know. Did you watch the game or did you? Yeah, yeah, I watched the game. So, I what I and this was a couple about a week ago. So you might not remember specifics, but when I was watching it, I saw him like. Uh, he had like his his fastball on like really on the inside, and right. he would like he would like get the inside. He wouldn't get the inside call, and he'd be like four inches off. And I'm like, that's a good idea, but you know he's trying to break their bat, and I think that if he can get it in two inches, I yeah. think he could be deadly. Oh, like, yeah. and I mean deadly because that uh, he's got a cutter as well that that is devastating well and i don't know if, if people weren't aware um with the rangers he, this dude was putting up like 93 94 yeah and this scares me a little bit dude scraped like 99 he he hit 99 a couple times like he, was he was a little wild he was staying up there though like it wasn't just like yeah. it wasn't just like oh here's 99 it was like here's 97 here's 98 Here's 97. Here's 99. Here's 96. 97. Yeah, 97, it was like, yeah. and like, and like, uh, there was a lot of people that noticed. There was Texas fans that noticed that. Yeah. Like, I saw a writer for Bleacher Report for the Rangers, that was like, I don't know where this is coming from. 
Yeah. Like we've we've vaguely seen it out of the pen, but like never this sustainable. And so I mean the same thing we saw from Bubich when he got injured, right? Yeah. But and that's and that's the only issue did it for five innings. Yeah. And that's the only issue that I would have with Cole Reagans is like Cole Reagans, if you're not familiar, has had two Tommy John surgeries. Right. And so like if he has a third, he's basically not going to pitch again. Yeah. So it, if be careful with that. But also, I would, I would uh, challenge the Royal, like what the Royals did with those, with the Roldis Chapman, where they really got his legs and yeah. back involved. Yeah. And like if you realize what he's doing with the Rangers now and what he was doing with the Royals, everything is with his legs. Yeah. That whole stance that he has, that yeah. he's been licking at people, he sticks in it because that he's he's yeah. it's he's finishing his stride. Like that is what that is. Yeah. I mean, like, and maybe you know that is something that the Rangers weren't telling Cole Reagans. He's like, oh, that's interesting. I highly doubt that there's the any, there's anything that the Royals development team is doing that nobody else is doing. Yeah, just because I'm I agree. cynical and they yeah. haven't showed us that that's the case yet. You are right. But you are right. One thing I really liked about it is that he pitched. Did he pitch five or four? Five. Five. He pitched five whole innings, and his at- he was always attacking like a closer. Yeah. The entire time, and I'm not gonna lie. There's not a lot of starters that are doing that right now. And he's a power he's, lefty, man. Like that's gonna give you yeah. that's gonna give you a really great look off the mound that batters aren't gonna be ready for. Yeah. A dude pitching at them with the aggressiveness of a closer for the first three times through the lineup. And he's gonna that's gonna come back and bite him sometimes for sure. Yeah. But I'm willing to take that risk if he ends up being like a third or four guy. Because like he's I not th- your ace. I think he could be a really good three. He's not your two. Yeah. Like if your three or four guy is getting bit every now and then, but every now and then he's also throwing a gem, that's great, dude. Yeah. Three is the perfect spot for a guy that's gonna be hit or miss. Yeah. So, I, I mean like yeah. We'll have to see him again. We'll have to see. And he the reason why he was sent down as well is because he was the twenty seventh man. He had to get sent down, but and he had know, to. Whatever. But I we've seen him once. We have to see him again. Yeah. Figure out what's going on. Um, yeah. I doubt he's. I doubt he hits ninety nine again. After he I'd gets be very stri- surprised. It, after but if he, he can stick ninety five to ninety seven, if he can bump up to ninety five ninety seven, yeah, which I gotta think he can do and maintain if he was hitting ninety nine from like ninety three, yeah, um, he could be pretty gnarly. He's got a great changeup. Um, his changeup hangs a little bit. It hangs a little bit, but with, he's got to be careful. But with if it, he's but hitting ninety yeah. fives, ninety sevens, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a place to change up. There was a couple times where he floated it yeah. in the zone to Randy. I'm like, okay, you can't float a change up in the middle of the zone to Randy Rosarito. Right. But right, right. Sti- I, but yeah, it still. was very encouraging because I was yeah. very uh, on the podcast. I was vocally very underwhelmed with yeah, the trade. I was too. And then I started. We, I mean, me and I, via you know some other accounts on Twitter and stuff like that. People who have the have the abilities to look further into this kind of things started to point out. Some of the intangibles, some of the some of the advanced stats, some of the spin rates, you know what some of his pitches looks lo- looked like, and I started to get a little intrigued. And then he showed up in our minor league system and pitched really well. And then the first start, so I mean, was against the then best team in baseball. Yeah, and held him to one over five. What else? What when else he, can you ask for him? When like, he gets called back up, and there is a forty man spot open right now. He's on the forty man. Oh, already. Okay, he so took a roll. Just so we don't need a forty man spot. We just need a okay. You're right, because he, yeah. Anyways. Um, when he gets called back up, whenever that happens, however that happens, ideally we trade someone and makes room for him. Um, Ryan Yarbrough. Or Barlow, even, even though he's not a starter. But um, Yeah, no, 100%. Um, yeah, I, you know, I 
But yeah, he's got to get stretched back out in get the minor leagues. Up. He's going to be, he's gonna be up, a must-watch yeah. start for me when he gets back up. Uh, yeah, I will I go out of my way to make sure I'm watching at least an inning or two of his start next time he comes back. Yeah, I agree with you. And he's he's fun to watch. He's a good, it's a good picks, pitch mix, too. Yeah. Like, And he does a really good job of not keeping it uh, – uh, not staying the same or keeping the course on some stuff. So yeah, let's move on to uh, America's favorite segment. Drop the ball. And uh, do you have one? Yeah, you got one. Mm. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go because I'm gonna end it with some some Royals ish. So. Um. So this is this is from 2021, but the news came out recently. Uh, Evander Holyfield, oh, uh, shit. boxer. Yeah. Um. Bit of a right wing weirdo. Whatever. <laughs> Um, also famously got his ear bit off by Mike Tyson. Yep. Couldn't be me. I'm not a little bitch like that. Um, <laughs> uh, 2021, he had a Imagine getting your ear bit off by Mike Tyson. <laughs> me, my ear bites back. Yeah. Um, 2021, 58 years old, still fighting for some reason. Um, like, what do you have to prove at that point, you know? Um, gets KO'd first round. I mean, just like lasered, absolutely lasered. Yeah, if you get your ear eaten off. Oh, KO. that wasn't that. Was Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> comes out recently that I don't know how much he made on that fight, but two and a half million dollars of what he made on that fight went to Donald Trump. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know about that. Not even like like party uh, receiving party aside. How do you uh, get KO'd as a fifty-eight-year-old man? And give up two and a half million dollars of that to a political figure. Yeah. And I I did the research. I couldn't I couldn't figure out if it was a political donation or if it was like some sort of like back alley like sponsorship or whatever. A bet. I don't Still know. gave him two point five million dollars. Dude <laughs> lost two and a half million dollars of a fight where he got pucked up on national television to a politician. Yeah. That's like... That's hella dropping the ball. That's L's on L's, dude. <laughs> like, if I'm going to fight and get my shit fucked up at 58 years old on live television, I'm going to keep every cent of that money. Yeah. I'm not giving it to nobody. Exactly. Especially when I got my ear bit off on national television like 30 years prior. Yeah, exactly. Like, He's think, like, what are we doing here, man? God damn it again. <laughs> Fuck. I can't keep getting embarrassed like this, man. <laughs> Gotta find a way to make money off this. Uh... Yeah, he did drop the ball. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Like, just just keep it in your pocket, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, mine is mine. Kind of involves video evidence, so it it doesn't really work. Oh but, yeah. But uh, I do need to bring up. It's two drop the balls in one play. Yeah. Which is fucking insane if you think about it. The Royals were in New York this weekend, uh, and Giancarlo Stanton is a shell of what Giancarlo Stanton used to be. Who could have predicted that? <laughs> hmm. Even playing in a pillbox like Yankee oh. Stadium, he's still terrible. Was there somebody that said that maintaining a bat speed to try to hit balls as hard as possible wasn't maintainable to get the ball in the air and also was going to keep hurting him because of how long and strong he is? Anyway, so... Was there anybody saying that ever? Anyway? No, I don't remember anybody saying that. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Uh, but, but... Giancarlo Stanton was basically walking around third base, and m- make it worse, uh, the Royals. This play went into the out. This ball went into the outfield. Dyron Blanco read it terribly, and it got by him, which is wild. Okay, fine, sweet. Goes to the cutoff man. The camera goes to Judge, and I think Michael K says rumbling around third base, and he's not rumbling. He's barely jogging, 
and and it's literally like the weirdest non-athletic man even though he's ripped as hell trying to run and it's like what the fuck that's a drop the ball what are you doing and then even worse is that bobby witt jr gets the freaking cutoff throws it home and it hits the fucking screen what the hell you should have had him by a step and a half and then bob does some shit that's a drop the ball too my god it freaking yeah you don't get shit like that if you don't keep the bomb play march of the gladiators intro of the gladiators yeah fucking uh, do that oh. shit yeah Whoa. my god Ugh. i love baseball. dropping balls all day long and also even the best thing even more of a drop the ball uh my depression is based on the royals right now and uh what the fuck happened today tonight Fucking Bobby Wood Jr. threw a ball to first base, and it went through Matt Duffy's glove. <laughs> Matt Duffy's glove. W- through his glove. But we also won, and Bobby Wood Jr. went like two for four. So, you know. Yeah. Crazy deja vu. Um, but Holy shit. How did we not mention this? Uh, Jordan Lyle seemingly got caught cheating. Did you see that? I He never got – he didn't – I haven't heard anything about there's it. There's pictures of it. The dude had one game where he looked slightly above average. And we were there. Very clear, <laughs> we were there. And in a very clear screenshot, there's a – Big old line of something on his wrist, so and everybody and everybody collectively went, you know, he's one in twelve. Let him have it. Just let him have it. And they ended, and the Royals ended up losing the game. Yeah, so yeah, karma still, got, yeah, I guess. Up, yeah. <laughs> so, but that was crazy because, like, I mean, it was like, like, bl- I mean, like he pretty looked blatant. way better than he had all season. And I remember looking at Matt and I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then. God, lo and behold, <laughs> that's why he's got some little brownish on his wrist, just yeah. in the line, not even hiding it. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was. And a yes, he's white as fuck. So maybe you it was, can see. Maybe it. it was like a marker or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you were reading into it too much, but that sure as hell looked like something. Well, sticky. I mean, it kind of looks like it when he goes out for his next start. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> it looks like dog shit. Next start looks like this. <laughs> gives yeah. up fo- gives up four in his in yeah, the first so, inning. So, I mean, you know what? Royals been bad enough. I'm glad they're finally cheating. You know, like at least they're doing something. At least they're trying something. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but even when they cheat, they can't even do it right. Like fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah even when they cheat, they don't lose. get caught on national television. It's the first rule. <laughs> and even worse, don't get caught cheating and then lose the game. Yeah, what right. are you doing? Don't <laughs> cheat and lose. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> they're like, you said do anything to win. You didn't win. You didn't win though. But you didn't win. You give up three innings in the eighth, or three runs in the eighth when you're up by two. Because Taylor Clark, who fucking had 14 scoreless innings, somehow has decided that for some reason. he's so dog shit now. Oh, fuck. Ugh. Yeah. Jackson and I might hang ourselves if we I'm keep talking about my this. i just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. God. Okay. Yeah, we need to end We need to end this. For, speaking of drop the ball, the Royals. If they hit, if they hit 50, 50 games under 500 before we record again... What are we gonna do? Like shave our backs or something? Like what? What are we I gonna do? I shave my back. I know. Cause I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. You're like Mr. Fantastic with it. You can like do it. You can just. What? <laughs> yeah, I just. You can get your back. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Can you not get your back? I can't get my back. What I mean, like about? it's still difficult for me. I, definitely I don't leave think I have hair on my back, so I'm look, not. Lucky even. you, dude. My ass has looked like an orangutan since I was 12. <laughs> so. <laughs> I got those good jeans, man. My voice still hadn't, my ball still hadn't dropped, but <laughs> God forbid my ass was hairy as shit. <laughs> I had hair in my ass before I could walk. <laughs> no dead Name ass. Name that movie. No, movie. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. Come on. I know it. It's one of our favorites literally of all time. So. Um, 
Bench warmers. Yeah. Bench warmers. John Lovitz. I'm so I'm dead serious, dude. I'm dead serious. I looked and sounded like I was 12 years old. I was playing Pugsley Adams in the Adams family. Didn't hit puberty yet. And my ass was already so hairy it looked like I couldn't I didn't wipe. <laughs> you ever have an ass so hairy it doesn't look like you wiped? My ass looks dirty cuz how hairy it was when I was <laughs> fucking thir- 14 years old. <laughs> Playing twelve-year-olds. That's what I looked like. I was hitting. I was hitting like F threes with no falsetto, man. But God forbid my ass was hairy as F3. hell. F three. That's not what that not is. Not F three. F. F five. Five. No falsetto. Still crazy, man. But my ass was fucking covered. Man. Sasquatch with it. Wish I could see. It. Um. So. Now you guys know. Yeah. I got a hairy ass. Thanks, Dad. Jesus. That's it for this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. And uh, until (laughs) until next time, time. (laughs) don't drop the ball. And shave your ass. uh, Shave your ass. More (laughs) importantly.